Heavenly Father, we ask your presence this day in the power of your Holy Spirit. Send your Spirit into each of our hearts that we might hear your word and live it in our lives with thanksgiving for all that you have done for us. To that end, bless this, your word, in Jesus' name. Amen. God's precious grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto each and every one of us this day from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. I said the gospel lesson was our basis of our message. Actually, we're going to focus on just one small part about it, the part about forgiveness. Jesus had just presented his disciples with a great challenge. He said to them, if your brother sins against you seven times in one day and repents of that sin, you are to forgive your brother. And they replied, Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if your faith was as great as a mustard seed, a very tiny little mustard seed. You would be able to say this mulberry tree, be uprooted and cast yourself into the sea, and it would obey you. Brenda stood on the edge of the diving board, trembling. Just bend your knees and jump off, her daddy said. Brenda knew how to swim. She had jumped off the edge of the pool many times, but the high diving board, that was a whole nother thing. She knew she should trust her father, but she just couldn't jump. Have you ever struggled when you faced a new, fresh challenge to trust the Lord? Oh, we all say we trust the Lord. We all do trust the Lord in our hearts, in our minds. But when it comes to jumping into that new fresh challenge. Well, that requires something more than words. It requires action. There's an old story, and you've probably heard it before, but it fits so well, I have to tell it again. This fellow was out walking late at night, and it was getting dark, and he really knew he should turn back, but he kept enjoying the evening, and so he kept walking, and he found himself along a, a very dangerous uh, precipice. And wouldn't you know it, his feet began to stumble, and he, down he went beside of that cliff. And as he was going, he's grabbing out for something to grab a hold of, and a, a rock, a, a, a root, and caught onto a root and he hung there in the middle of the darkness and he called out help up there help I fell I can't get up help me it seemed like a long time 
But all of a sudden, a light appeared from the top of the cliff. And a voice behind the light said, Let go. You'll be all right. It was a long pause. And the man hanging on the root said, Is there anybody else up there? In today's text, Jesus saying to the disciples that they don't have enough faith. But he does suggest their faith is weak. That they can, true to you and to me, that's also the case. Yes, we have faith, but sometimes it's weak. Yes, we believe that Jesus is present, but sometimes we'd like a second opinion. We'd like to know if there's somebody else up there that can give us a different direction to travel than the one the Lord has us going. But the answer is, there is no one else. There's no one else up there. There's only our loving and caring Almighty God and Savior of the world and Savior of you. That's who's up there. An alcoholic was in treatment only a few days when she confessed to her counselor, I'm afraid I can't live without alcohol. I have nothing to hang on to. You may not be an alcoholic, but we all hang on to things of this world, things in this life rather than clinging to Jesus. The rich man in Scripture clung to his wealth. The woman at the well felt she needed to have a man in order to be complete. And the Pharisees hung to their long list of rules and regulations by which they would become right with God. And the people of God in the wilderness were so frightened because Moses was gone, they had Aaron make them a golden calf so they could have something to see and hang on to. Do you have a crutch? Do you have something you hang on to instead of Jesus? You cross your fingers? You knock on wood? A couple of weeks ago, Colton Wong, one of the Milwaukee Brewers, hit three home runs in one game. First time he ever did it in his long career. Colton Wong wears his socks up to his knees. The next day, several Milwaukee Brewers wore their socks up to their knees. Worked for him, might work for me. It didn't work. <laughs> At least it hasn't so far. You see, Satan would like nothing better than to have us trust some little nonsense thing rather than trusting him. Lucky charms, we call them. Rabbit's feet. What does Jesus say? Call upon me in a day of trouble. 
and I will deliver you. Call upon me, and I will deliver you. In the Old Testament lesson, which was read well by Isaiah, good job, Isaiah, thank you. You might think about where that's leading you. (laughs) Habakkuk says, How long, O Lord, must we tolerate injustice and wrong? In God's response, the righteous will live by faith. You see, God doesn't answer Habakkuk. He redirects him to what he needed. The righteous live by faith. St. Paul thought those words were so great that he put them into two of his epistles. In Romans 1.17, the same words, and the same words again in Galatians 3.11. The righteous will live by faith. And you know what? I'm going to say them again for you and me. The righteous will live by faith. Because that's how we get through today. And maybe even tomorrow. By faith. Is living by faith easy? No, I don't have to tell you that. You know it's not easy to live by faith. But God, through his Holy Spirit, that's over here, kids, has empowered you with something that you and I can't explain, nor can we claim. It's not ours. It's a gift from God's. His faith planted at a place, someplace like that, at a baptismal font. Do we really need more faith? Well, sometimes it seems that way, but more than faith, we need to put faith into action so we see it. We may not have moved any mulberry trees lately, at least I haven't, But you do have faith. You have faith in your Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God he's placed that faith in you. We can trust him in all situations. I repeat, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. That's God's promise. And he has kept it. And you know it was. My wife and I were talking this morning about a place we almost bought in Fort Myers, Florida. It's sitting under four feet of water. We didn't buy it. God was good. One of the famous Walenda brothers, known for high wire act in the circuses, strung a wire all the way across Niagara Falls, and he got up on that wire and he walked across Niagara Falls. Maybe you saw it. It was on television. It really happened. And when he got to the other side, he said, how many people here believe I can do that again and walk back to the other side? And everybody cheered. They said, wonderful. Let's see you do it. Oh, great. And he strapped a chair on his back, and he said, now who'd like to ride on the chair on the way back? And not a person raised their hand. See, they believed that he could do it, but they didn't have enough faith in him to get up there on that chair. I wouldn't have either. God hears our confession every week in the words of the apostles in the Nicene Creed. 
And those are great words. I believe. I believe. But do we trust and believe in the face of great challenges? What we say and what we do are oftentimes separated by that big body of water called lack of trust. Saying we trust Jesus and actually trusting him is far more difficult. But with God's help, with the power of the Holy Spirit, we have done it and we can do it and you will do it again. By God's grace. You know the story. Jesus was teaching in a house. And it was so crowded, this group of men that had a friend that needed help couldn't get into the house. And so they went up on the roof and they cleared the tiles and the palm branches away. And, and they lowered their friend down through the roof. Right in front of Jesus. Wow. Jesus saw their faith. Faith put into actions. And he declared to the man, your sins are forgiven. What? Was that why they brought the man there? Well, the Pharisees knew that that was blasphemy because only God can forgive sins. And so, but Jesus read their mind, didn't he? <laughs> and he said, so that you know that the Son of Man can forgive sins here on earth, he said to the man, rise, take up your bed and walk. And the man rose, took up his bed and walked, praising God, he left. Now in truth, which was easier to say? I think it was easier for Jesus to say, rise, take up your bed and walk. Many doctors do that today. But for Jesus to forgive the sins of that man and your sins and my sins and the sins of the whole world caused him immeasurable pain, agony, and suffering that we'll never even comprehend. And his death upon the cross, three windows down, his death upon the cross would pay that price. Yes, it was much more complicated, much more difficult for him to say, your sins are forgiven. But he did it out of great love for you. I want to address the parents and the grandparents here for just a moment. Ask yourself, if you don't demonstrate forgiveness and love to your children, your grandchildren, the little ones in your life, where are they going to learn about forgiveness and love? Unconditionally? Will the world in which they live teach them to forgive? Will they learn of Jesus' forgiveness and love in their schools? Unless they go to a parochial school, it's against the law. Will their friends always love and forgive them? I think you know the answers to those questions. You see, only if this generation teaches the love of Jesus and the forgiveness that Jesus is teaching us in this text, will they learn it. 
love and forgiveness are part of it, what it makes us, what it is for us to be a Christian. Or let me say it another way. It's not easy to forgive, but it is Christ-like. Do we need more faith? Well, the disciples thought so, and maybe you will too when those difficult and challenging moments come in your life. But we knew, know we can indeed trust in Jesus. We know that he has planted that faith in our heart and that we know that we can carry that all the way through this life and on into life eternal. When we trust him above all else, we can be assured that his promises for us indeed will come true. God has planted faith in your heart. Go and live that faith today and every day. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to rise and join in confessing that faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. <laughs>